0: hello everyone welcome to the podcast it's nico here. i'm so excited to be here today because i'm the host of mental health foundation podcast this episode is exciting because we're going to hear me talking to the special guest is here today He's one of the guys I admire as well in our community in uh it changes and expires other people's lives as well he's a filmmaker he's a director he's a storyteller and the best in Glasgow so today uh the topic is is a topic as a question as well what what is hope looks like to you i'm talking to all of us as even the audience <laughs> this question is for everyone um so we're gonna be discussing that right now so please before i take all the time Please, can we welcome our special guest? Please, can you introduce yourself? Tell us where you are, what you do.
1: Hey, guys, my name is Etienne Kubwabo. I'm a film director and a comic book creator, uh, the creator of Scotland's first black superhero comic book called Beats of War. And yeah, I dream for a living. uh, Tell stories to give people hope.
0: You know, as an artist like yourself, you travel around the world, You've seen lots of uh, places, and the work you do as well. I'm just uh, asking about um, the, the the talent you have, and what is the uh, really the the most active hope you have? And when it comes to like really, um, say this is uh, I'm hoping and I'm achieving this, or I'm still going to achieve this, but I'm still hoping that I'll get there, as you said. But I want you to look at uh, when it, when it comes to. Imagine if you are a refugee, what hopes would you give them uh, or some people dealing with mental health?
1: My hope when I got this country was to do something I was really excited about, something that I was excited to wake up every morning and do. And it's taken me 10 years to get to this dream because the whole process of getting papers, you know, yourself, it's really complicated. You can tamper with your mental health. And for me, I was like, once I leave this stage of my life and I'm on the other side where there is opportunities, I'm going to push myself and push myself and constantly remember where I come from. And I can just say that it's taken me 10 years to actually catch up with my hope and things that I've hoped to do. And can I just say, every day you're constantly working on it. It's never like you wake up and it's a perfect day, Right. Um, human beings, we are very complicated uh, creatures, so even if you get what you wanted to do, you want to get more, you want to get more, you want to get there, but I try to always stay back and be grateful, where, just to remember where I started off, when I really hoped for things I do have today, and um, it's a, yeah, it's a great feeling, it's a great feeling to be able to say that all the things that I've, um, it's a great feeling to say that all the things I've hoped for I've been able to achieve right now.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, tell me, what's the secret of you for keep moving and keep going? And what methods do you use uh, to actually, yeah, when it comes to challenges like mental health, coping with uh, hopes as well?
1: When I did storytelling, when I started tapping into stories that i've always imagined as a child growing up that gave me so much hope and um it's uh, i know like coming from africa and our character when you start telling you a filmmaker a writer a comic book writer people think that you're crazy but having these stories that i've been writing the actors escapism for me and that gives me hope even if i know things that i'm trying to get to right now are not working out writing these stories give me hope to know that tomorrow could be better but because the stories are hopeful you know they are empowering
0: it's very stressful to be an artist as well like yourself um i'm talking about my own experience as well i've been there and i'm still there i know it can be really really stressful it's not what people see what they think and when you see all these things hard work comes out like oh This person is happy, he's doing well, great, great. But would you agree with me on this point?
1: It's very stressful. But I think in the real world, the first thing that I've always looked at to give me hope, and especially to do with my mental health, is to think about the moment I was in Africa, think about the moment when I was still waiting for my papers and things were really, really tough and it was really stressful. And I tried to be grateful to be in this moment, to be able to say, okay, I have my papers, I can travel, I can do this, I can access these uh, these sort of uh, benefits that other citizens are, do uh, access. And the other thing I do that is quite, it's going to sound a bit stupid, but I do it and it does help me, because uh, uh, apart from telling stories, uh, I made friends all around the world, and these friends of mine introduced me to doing cold showers, Cold showers are the most uncomfortable thing to do, but it can just switch your mental state. I don't know how it works. I don't understand the science, but it does work for me. I feel much more calm and I can go maybe for a walk after that. And then I can try again tomorrow or maybe three, four hours later, I can go back to that thing that was stressing me, that thing that was getting me uh, uh, panicking. So when you talked about film and the way to manage actors, I'll tell you, when I was making my first film, I was doing cold showers every morning and at night, every morning and at night to keep me calm. Because for some reason, I'm just calm after cold water. It's just hard to explain. So those are the two things I do. Cold showers, I go for a walk, and most importantly, i become grateful for what I have and in the moment that I'm in right now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> man i'm sorry i'm laughing because uh, when you talk about cold water i'm thinking i live in scotland right cold water is no for me but i'm glad it works for you um yeah but i've got this question now like for example if somebody is a refugee right now or a Salam seeker and is dealing with mental health but he wants to be a filmmaker what advice would you give them Want to
1: do a film i think do something that is quite personal the difference between us it's a film that actually touched on my mental health, all the things I was dealing with as a child who was adopted growing up. And I didn't quite feel that I fit, I fit in the new family that took me in. And all that has been piling on my head my entire life, even as becoming a filmmaker and a director. And I felt like for me to move forward, to feel that I've moved on to another stage of my life, I need to touch on this subject that was affecting my mental health. So that film was a reflection of my life. And hopefully, like, if somebody wants to get into film, do something that is giving hope to the world. Because there's so many films nowadays which are cool and fun. But what are you adding to humanity? So with the difference between us, I was, you know, like when you're in a shell and you finally come out of the shell and you show the world who you really are, so they know who you are as a person. And I feel like doing that film freed me and gave me hope. And I'm more excited than ever to do more projects that are even not the same genre.
0: Have you been involved uh, with a mental health foundation before? What I mean, like, do you ever done any project with them? Or it's just the first time today on this podcast?
1: Uh, I mean, we uh, got involved in a, in the Mental Health Art Festival, where we showed the film last year, um, and I was uh, super grateful and humbled that you guys uh, picked my film to be screened. So because the film touches on those subjects as well, so when I got contacted by uh, y- y- yourselves, I was like, ah, this is perfect fitting, and I think the film will speak to a lot of people. And previously, I've got, gotten involved in other charities, just helping people, food banks, Uh, doing charity work, uh, and just feeling like I'm giving back to the community. And I do a lot of workshops with young people, both unpaid or paid whenever. But I feel like every time I feel like I'm giving something to the community, uh, I feel like it gives me hope and gives those people I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm serving a a good hope for the future.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, That's great work. Keep going. Keep doing, doing good work. There's one thing that I always have to ask people when you come to this podcast. As an artist, as a stand-up comedian, I have experienced this all the time, over and over and over. And when I want to talk about it, they always say, Nico, you are dramatic. Do they ever, ever experience racism during your work or what you do right now as a filmmaker in Scotland?
1: I remember going uh experienced that in scotland when I, I took my car for servicing and then Arnold clark gave me like a, a brand new mercedes that just came out like the year before and i drove that around glasgow i was doing, going to see some friends and i got stopped by the police 10 times in one week seven seven times with the same police officers and they were asking me the same question you could tell they were like looking at my face saying no black guy that looks like this could all this guy. I could see them. I'm like, we met yesterday. We had this conversation where you keep calling me. So I think when that happened, and then we had a few people that throw stones on our house where we used to live in Postal Park. I was like, how can I... Because I saw my friends who react and they want to fight, everything. But me, I use stories to deal with my issues. Because everything I, I cannot... Tackle in the real world, I'll put it in the story. And I have my characters that give me hope deal with these issues. So that's how I'm able to escape these things. Sometimes when I tell people that, that my comic books and my superhero stories do give me a lot of hope and escapism from the real world. They're like, oh, you're crazy. But it does because you don't know which kid is going to read it. You don't know who else is going to read it, who's going through the same thing. And they feel like there's something even greater within them, which is going to give them hope. So yeah, I faced those a lot and I'm an artist, so I'm going to put it in my
0: art. Uh, all I can say, man, I can say, sorry uh, what happened to you and as well, but and I'm happy that you've got a very good method as an artist to use that to actually heal yourself and get forward. But I can imagine people don't have those skills. You know I mean, Like um, racism can actually increase uh, mental health and put fear and tax all the hopes you have in your life. Because, you know, I mean, we're living the world when we have to try to fit in, you know, every day. Get out and in, outside as well. It's a very difficult one. But um, yeah, um, I'm so happy that today I'm talking to you, you sharing your own experience in this podcast. It might actually enable other people to be creative, to have hopes as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that could make you... See, because sometimes because a lot of people have a short temper and in that moment, anything could happen to anybody, you know? And um, my hope is that, I think for me, reasons why I've learned how to control this, I've, I have used to DJ in clubs, used to see a lot of things that happen, a lot of fights and everything. And I've noticed that how you react to a situation as a person gives the other person... Power, right? So if I don't react at all in a situation that is dangerous, or it, it, they 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 are confused. They're like, why is that person not acting the way they're supposed to act? I want to fight. I want you to argue, but I do not. I just stay still. And then I may go home and scream with my pillow, and you know, talk to my mama about it or my sister. But just learning how to contain yourself it gives you so much power. Just look beyond on how. One small, you know, punch or something could create a lot of damage in criminal record, all that. I don't want that. You know, I just want the freedom. I want the hope. So I go and use art uh, to escape from all this. And I know a lot of people may not be able to deal with it like me, but slowly and slowly, if you start practicing it, it things like that, and maybe speaking to somebody about it, it, it does help.
0: I believe you just came back from Africa, right? You went to do one uh, one of your films screening there in Rwanda. I'm just wondering, do we hear anybody in Africa talking about mental health, or someone trying to raise awareness, or any conversation with someone as an artist, or is just quiet?
1: Africa, no, in Africa, people. I think it's like a taboo to talk about mental health. I didn't even know, I didn't even know anything about mental health until I got to Scotland, to the UK. You know so and then when I looked at him I was like god oh, damn I had these mental health issues all the way of my life when I was in Africa so I think it's like a taboo but I think having my film get screened in Rwanda but also having it screened in other parts of the world it, there's a message that a lot of human beings because we're all human beings doesn't matter. there's a message that would we'll speak to different people uh, who watch the movie and it could be the story of alex or the story of uh, laura or michael these different reflections of of our personas in the film and uh, i'm happy that it got screened in run and those people who are dealing with mental health when they don't even know i'm sure it affected them in a way and hopefully they can It it leaves them hope. You know, it's the whole point of making art or film is to create a statement or leave something with with the audience. So the film being screened there, I'm sure there are some people who have gone home hopeful and people who have gone home feeling much better because maybe they've been in my shoes, you know, because there's a lot of kids who are orphans. There's a lot of kids who have gone through things and they're adults and they didn't realize how it's been affecting them their whole entire life. So yeah, it's a it's a very exciting uh, uh, journey for me, and I'm glad it got shown
0: there. I'm just wanted to say uh, well done again and congrats for your uh, film showing in Africa. That's amazing. That's really 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 good. But I've got a question for you. Um, do we have any hope that one day you will do a film in Scotland about raising a, a mental health awareness? especially focusing in our communities. When I mean our communities, I'm talking about refugees and asylum seekers and the people come from outside of Scotland who did not know about mental health. And would you do something like that? I would
1: uh, would either support somebody who has a script and wants to get it made, and uh, also would collaborate with somebody who wants to come on board on our crew to work together. And I think uh, for me, I'm just building a community and I'm actually trying to get a lot of people from uh, different cultures to come and be part of the production, come and p- be part of what we are creating, which is really tough in the film industry in-, in Scotland. It's hard to get black people to get involved in film. In London, it's different, you know, so. And uh, I'm trying to encourage them, come on, get, let's go, let's tell these stories, let these stories be out. And I'll definitely be up for working with different people who have different stories and support them in any way uh,
0: possible. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming to the podcast tonight. And it was really, really great talking to you. And I'm sure all the listeners will enjoy this episode. But I've got a last question for you. If there's any hope you have for Mental Health Foundation or any idea, tell us what will be, what do you hope for for Mental Health Foundation?
1: My hope is so that an organization like yourself keep doing these festivals, keep doing these podcasts, keep getting people together and supporting people the way they're supporting. Because I think through community, that's where most of the things are done. You know, I'm not a political guy. I'm more like I believe so much in community and these organizations that deal with these issues because you find real people who have had these experiences. So my hope is that you keep doing what you're doing with the organization. And I hope that organizations that give you funding where you find fun, you keep getting more money. And hopefully when my big studio becomes big as it's going to be, I'll be giving some money to organizations yourself to keep doing the work that you're doing.
0: Oh, thank you so much. 18 for coming to the podcast It's really powerful words there. And uh, really now I'm so, uh, actually I, ho- I-, I have hope now that, um, everything's going to work out in life and, uh, as, we, as you said, we keep doing this wonderful work to raising awareness as well and hoping that the whole world can come together and then we don't have these struggles around us. And uh, yeah, and I hope that whoever's listening to this podcast right now, you can share it with your friends, with your networks. You can go out to Spotify. You can find the in Andesia Kulma We Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, everywhere on Facebook. And you can go out to the Mental Health Foundation website or all the networks uh with mental health foundation you will find this episode there and please support us on spotify follow us the more numbers following on spotify the better our voices to be heard and raise awareness and yeah thank you